I stood with my back against the doorframe while Miss Pretty held the yardstick to it. You've grown again, Miss Pretty said. You need new uniforms. She really hadn't needed to measure me to see that my skirt was too short and my wrists stuck out of my sleeves. But the woman was a stickler. Pretty had been headmistress at a girls' school long ago, before America had dissolved into five countries. She resented being a house manager for the Gregory Rasputin School in San Diego, which not only didn't belong to her, but was also mostly run by Russians, who, by the way, are hell on uniforms. Students at the Gregory Rasputin School wear navy blue and yellow. I think it's so the general population can get away from us quickly in public, in case we try to practice magic, even the ones like me, who aren't really supposed to have it. I stepped away from the doorframe and waited. I wasn't going to apologize to Pretty for having grown. The old woman glared at me, the lines around her mouth deepening as she scowled. I couldn't help growing, now that father had been dead for two years. Father, Oleg Karkaroff, a fair-skinned Russian, had decided I'd be safer in the slums of Ciudad Juarez if I was small and grubby and brown, indistinguishable from any other Mexican urchin. Or maybe both father and my uncle were dismayed at the idea of coping with a maturing girl. Or both. So my father spelled me to stay little. It was a clever spell, and it didn't have to be as potent since I never had enough food. Since father had been killed, I'd grown, very slowly at first. When my half-sister Lisbeth and her partner Eli had found me living with my uncle, they'd thought they were rescuing a skinny eleven-year-old. When I'd arrived in the Holy Russian Empire, formerly known as California and Oregon, with Eli, I'd looked that age or younger. I'd been placed in the lowest grade, naturally. Though I'd been insulted, that mistake had given me time to acclimate. Now that I'd been attending the school for well more than a year, getting regular meals and rest and no doses of magic, my body had begun making up for lost time. I was beginning to have breasts. My hair was not dusty black anymore, but dark brown and my skin had grown several shades lighter since I spent so much time indoors. Miss Pretty didn't like me or my skin, and she wasn't moving to help me. I do truly need new uniforms. I don't want to embarrass the school, I said. That should jolt her into action. With great reluctance, Pretty turned away to rummage through the neatly stacked shelves her hard white fingers flipping through the folded garments. She turned to hand me two bundles, each containing a skirt, a blouse, and a sweater. One of the blouses had a large faint stain on the front. The skirt in the other stack had a botched hem. I glimpsed a familiar silhouette through the glass of the door. It began to open. I would prefer a blouse that wasn't stained and a skirt with a level hem, please.
I made sure my voice was even and respectful as I pushed the clothes back across the counter. If wishes were horses, beggars would ride, Miss Pretty shot back with a sneer. Be grateful for what you are given, Felicia. You're a charity girl, and you're not even a Gregory. Thank you, Miss Pretty. I suppressed a smile. That's the way you treat this student? A blood relative of our founder? Madame Sanyonova, the headmistress, croaked from behind the housekeeper. Pretty actually jumped. Madame, I didn't. Pretty was so horrified that she could not go on.